So today we are talking about some really cool things and we're in the process of doing the life in the spirit. And so I have some really neat things that I've learned this um, last couple of weeks and I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, so I learned something new about Eskimos this week and it was really neat. So Eskimos in Alaska, did you know, they have a certain number of words for snow. Take a guess how many you think, how many words they have just for snow. Caleb? 30. 30. More than 30. 50. JP? 45. More than 45. Riley? 2026. 2026, a little high. Briasia? A little less than 73. It's about 50. They have about 50 different words for snow. 50. Which is really cool. So look, I put all 50 words. There's all 50 words, if you're curious what all 50 words look like. So they have a different word for snow that is packed, snow that is fresh, snow that is windblown, all these different words. Well, then I thought, well, I wonder if we have different words for all the things in our life. And so I thought, well, we have different words for precipitation, right? So what are some words that we have for it meaning wet precipitation? Of some sort. Maggie? Rain, okay. So what are some others? Kevin? Um, sleet. Sleet, okay. Nolan? Ice. Uh, Gabby? Hail? Maya? Dew? Yeah, there's all kinds of ones, right? And we could just keep going and going and going. And so we have rain and drizzle and mist and fog. And sometimes, depending on what kind of person you're set, you could say, well, it's partly cloudy or it's partly sunny. Sometimes I have no idea what that means, the difference between partly sunny and partly cloudy, other than are you a positive or a negative outlook kind of a person, right? But we do have different words for God, too. So today we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and that's one of the persons of the Trinity, and we have a different word for God in that way, too. So God reveals himself to the world through the Holy Spirit, and in creation, you can see the Holy Spirit being revealed and God being revealed, if you stand at the ocean, I had the opportunity to go to the ocean, and you could stand there and you could just feel God close. Or maybe it's when you're on a walk in the woods, or maybe it's when you look up at the moon and the stars. This morning, how many of you guys saw the little teeny bits of frozen um, flakes and dew um, on your on your cars? It's so cool how you can look really close up and you can see all the little intricate details and... Um, my son thought it was funny that I said, good morning, fellas. We're so glad you're with us on our ride to school. And he said, mom, that's weird. I said, I know, I, that's okay. I said, so, and, um, but in Jesus, right? When God became a man, right? We can see God there in, in the flesh. And then in his word, we get to know him through the scriptures. That's another way. So, but here's the thing. When we meet somebody, we might say, hi, nice to meet you. Some of you guys might say, hi. You know, right? Some of you might say, hi. Some of you, I talked to one of my classes yesterday about waving. So you might see a wave, like a princess wave like that, you know, or you might do a wave like that, right? And so, but when we meet somebody, you might even, one of my kids and I have a particular greeting and it's a little odd, but instead of just saying hi or a high five or a fist bump, right? So we might say, okay, we're gonna do a foot five. Give me a foot five. There we go, right there. All right, that's what we do. I don't know why. It started years ago, but we can't 
just reach out and grab God's hand. We can't reach out and grab a hold of the Holy Spirit. And so it doesn't quite work that way. But to get a hold of the Holy Spirit, to get to know God better, and for God to know us better, we've got to reveal some parts of us. And God reveals some of the parts of him through the Holy Spirit that way too. So, so but, but to get to know me better, you have to know things about me. So some of you might know what my favorite Starburst flavor is. And some of you might know it is definitely not orange. I promise you that. Okay. So, so, but that's because I've revealed myself to you and I've let you know who I am. Some of you, most of you probably do not know what my brother's name is. And that's sort of a trick question because I have more than one. Okay. And so, and I'll keep you in suspense and not tell you what their name is. So, but you know what I share. But the Holy Spirit can be in our lives because of how God shares himself with us. But it all depends how much we grab a hold of that and share that with ourselves. So our relationship with God has to be different. It has to look different because God has given us the ability to be with him every second of every day because God is a spirit. So, but maybe you think, well, I want to high five Jesus. Well, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes, I mean, some of my students have heard this when you're praising God and you're just really there, and your hand is like way up there, I see it as high-fiving Jesus and saying, God, you're like, you really hit it out of the park right now, right? Sometimes you give him a double high-five, right? Double high-five, but you know what's really cool? In all seriousness, though, our relationship with God is a really special one, and it's meant to be nurtured, and it's meant to be different. So I'm going to have you guys practice something, because I'm a science teacher, too. So, all right, so everybody take a deep breath. And then breathe it out, okay? All right, now raise your arms above your head and take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, right? All together, take a deep breath. Okay, you can put your arms down. So the cool part is, the cool part is when we put all of our arms up and we take a deep breath, you're able to fill your lungs more with air. You're able to fully fill them because you're giving them more space. But also the cool part is you're remembering the creator and you're saying, God, I know that you created me. And he's able to fill you with breath. And when we talk about the spirit, we think about breath, all right? There are certain words for the spirit. Here you go, are you ready? All right, we're going to learn some Hebrew and Greek today. And Mr. Melkor, if I pronounce any wrong, I, I've been trying. I've been working on it. So my Hebrew and Greek is a little rough these days, but that's all right. So the first word, spirit, ruah, right? It refers to breath, life, wind, spirit in Hebrew, right? The Old Testament, that's where we hear it. It means wind, all right? But in the New Testament, you'll see a word, it looks like, Penuma, right? But it's really pronounced more like tnema. That's how you say it. It's like a quick T sort of a sound at the beginning. So, so it means spirit of the soul. It means breath. It means spirit. So when you see them in scripture and you see these words, when you see the word spirit, sometimes it means that. Not just, the, it's really hard. Like, like we talked about Eskimos and we talked about words for precipitation. It's really hard to say, God, this is one word for you. 
There isn't one word for spirit. It really means how God can fill us and be part of us and be all around us all the time. So in the English language, when you picture, if I say, think of wind, it's really hard to picture something that isn't visible, right? But all of us might picture something different. So when I say wind, what do you think of? I want you to picture it. If I think, say picture wind, I'm gonna show you some pictures in a minute. I want you to tell me, yeah, I, I see that one. So what do you think of when I say wind or breath or spirit? Do you see this one? Maybe, let's see if it'll happen. Do you think of seeing something blowing in the wind like little blades of grass or wheat, right? Or do you think of something more cartoonish like that? Some of us might think of that one, like this big giant cloud blowing on us, right? Because that's exactly how it happens, right, Mr. Pinkova? That's exactly how it happens. <laughs> or do you think of that right there? Some of you might think of, Kevin over here said tornado. So, or do you think of this? I think of more like this when I think of wind, like that. So, so you guys, when we talk about spirit, when we talk about spirit, when we see the word spirit, it refers to breath, wind, the way we could describe it, the wind, like meaning the wind that parted the waters and helped the Israelites escape from Egypt in the Old Testament. Or when we think of spirit, Jesus claims and empowers the early church in Acts. Or in Ezekiel, I don't know if any of your Bible classes cover that, but in Ezekiel, when they talk about in Ezekiel and God comes and talks to Ezekiel and it's um, right after the Babylonian exile in the sixth century and Ezekiel and the people are far from home and they're separated from God and Ezekiel is told to make the dry bones breathe again with God's power. You see spirit mentioned throughout scripture again and again, and, and we see it all over the place. The Holy Spirit has been active throughout our history. You can see it in creation. You can see it where it says the spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. You can see it in Genesis in multiple places where God breathed into the nostrils. You can see it again and again in scripture and in creation. And then in the Old Testament, we see it again and again, where the Spirit came on certain people, the prophets, the judges, the kings. And then Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit when he was baptized. You can see that. And God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. And God continues to work. And God continues to move. And so the neat thing is, and then we can look specifically in Acts. Acts 1, 2, and 10. It says they were gathered in the upper room. You guys notice a really cool word in there? We're gathered in the upper room. That's kind of neat, right? So this room wasn't, I'm sure, named for just any random name. They heard a sound from heaven. They saw what looked like tongues of fire. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, and foreigners were amazed. But others 
thought that they were drunk with wine because when you're with the Holy Spirit, other people might not always get it. They might not always understand what's happening. And Peter was filled with boldness to preach. 3,000 people were baptized and believed. And disciples passed their experiences then on to others. This happened again and again in scripture if you read it. And so I'm a visual person. How many of you learn better when you see something in person? So I brought a visual for you today. I want you to see this. So let me get it for you. So I want you to see something. As God moves in our lives, as God moves in our lives, and we accept him more and more, the Holy Spirit does things. The Holy Spirit, we can let move and change us. But remember, I said it's having that relationship. It's not the high five, but maybe it is sometimes. Allowing yourself, doesn't matter what your friends are doing, but allowing yourself to be open to what God's doing. So look here. These ping pong balls. Last week we talked about what? Which life in the spirit do we talk about? Which one, JP? Does anybody remember? Maggie? Love? It was some, something after that. Andrew? What's wrong with the world? So we talked about sin last week, right? What's wrong, right? And so sometimes we have those things. We accept ourselves into God's light. Je you know, we accept Jesus and we ask God to help us. But then we have these things. These orange balls represent sin and the choices we make. And again and again, it happens, right? But the Holy Spirit says, well, I want to help you. And we're like, well, but my friends are doing it, and that's weird. And then sometimes we're like, well, you know, God, I'm really mad at my parents today, or it doesn't really matter if I don't put my full effort into my guild project, right? Or it doesn't really matter if I do all of my Latin, you know? Or... Or we could say, or we could say, well, I know that person is, I don't know them very well, but, and I don't really want to work with them today, or, or maybe I could copy off of that person, or we just keep, there are things again and again, or we think, well, my brother did that to me, so I'm going to do it back to him. Or we might say, well, my little brother messed up my project, so it doesn't really matter if I set an example or love them or... We could say to our, well, my parents really made me mad, and it was fine for me to talk to them that way. Or, this class is boring, so why pay attention? I'm not going to need it anyway. So, and then we keep going again and again and again, and we think, well, it doesn't really matter. And we look at and we say, I have my eighth graders ask me all the time, what's the point of learning this? And or why are we here? Why are we here? Because God wants us to love him and to worship him and to get to know him so well and to have the Holy Spirit work in our lives in such a way that you look different, that sometimes 
you look so different that people might think, well, that's weird. And that's okay. And so we keep going and we're like, well, God, this doesn't feel very good to have all these things in my life. I don't like it. And you know what? And God says, well, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to help you. Because the reason they're orange is because just because we go to church, just because you go to a Christian school, the rest of the world can see your sin and your choices so far away. They are so evident. And they're like, well, you don't look any different than the rest of the world, so what does it matter? And then God says, well, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to help you, to say, don't do that back to him just because he did it to you. Or I'm going to give the Holy Spirit to you and say, tell your parents thank you because they love you every single day, even if you don't feel like they love you right now. And then the Holy Spirit comes and says, well, I'm going to work with you and I'm going to help you. And the Holy Spirit comes and we're like, that's cool. That's great. That feels really good. And we're like, sweet, I've got some Holy Spirit in me. That's awesome. I'm just like everybody else. But does your life, it doesn't look any different, right? And so then we're like, all right, well, God, I really need some help. So give me some more Holy Spirit. And God says, okay, I'll take those things out of your life. And you're like, okay, I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing better. I'm being a little bit better of a Christian, right? Just leave them if they fall. So... But then we get to the point where we're like, okay, God, this is really hard. Like I thought having a Christian life with you, everything would be easy. And he says, no, no, no. You have to keep listening to my Holy Spirit every single day. And so we pour it again. And if God says, pour my Holy Spirit every day, we need him. And he's like, okay, again and again and again and again. And you know what happens? But then the cool part is you have pastors that might come along and say, or priests that come along and say, you don't need that in your life. And you have teachers like Mrs. Pinkova and Mr. Melkor will say, you don't need that in your life. And Mr. Pinkova and Mr. Melkor will say, you don't need that. And you'll read scripture and they'll say, you don't need that. You know that. And we're like, well, we're good. We're like basically a good Christian. That's fine. We just got these few things. And then one day, God, you'll hear a song. Or God will speak to you through just something you see and he'll say, no, you don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. And then you might say, well, you know what? Today's my birthday. I don't have to do anything. I don't feel like today. So I'm going to put that one back in. And your friend, hopefully the friends you have will come along and say, no, you don't. Get that out of your life. But you know what, guys? This is what, when you have a real relationship with the Holy Spirit, it's every day. If you ask any of the older people in your life, they'll tell you again and again, it's every day. Our family, we pray every day on the way to school because we need Jesus every day. We need the Holy Spirit every day. So I want you to think about it. What is it? Which one of yours looks like this that from really far away, the rest of the world can see it? The rest of the Christians can see it. The rest of the world's like, well, you don't look any different than the rest. Which one of yours is this today? Some of them are really far away from us. And we're like, well, I'm not ever going back to that again. That's cool. All right. This is a great, this is not my illustration. This is one that I've seen years ago. And I wanted to share it with you because I'm a visual person. And I hope that you remember this. So let's pray. 
and ask God to come and be with us. God, you are so amazing. To see the frost on the windows this morning and to see the intricate details of it. To feel you close in the warmth around us, the way you protect us and provide for us each day. But God, your spirit desires to be with us every day in every part of our life. Not just for five minutes, not just today, but tomorrow. On the days when we feel like homework is too much, when we feel like we're not ready for that test, when we feel like our brothers or sisters are driving us crazy, when we feel like we don't even like some of the people in our life. God, help your spirit to change us so we look different. But not just for five minutes, but keep coming again and again as we call upon you. Keep moving, God, again and again in our lives and in the lives of those in this room and those we may share it with, that you want us to keep sharing it and saying what you've done for us and how you change us. Help us to remember that when we praise you and we're all out and we raise our hands for you, that you're filling our lungs with physical breath, but also your spirit is filling us too. We thank you, God, so much for who you are, and we just ask that you would bless us and take the things that need to be taken out of our life. Help us to be strong enough to trust you and to choose a better choice. Help us to make a new friend today. Help us to love a little bit more today. In your name, Lord. Amen. Bye, you guys.